Welcome to We Question and Learn. This is Tom Pies. We're fortunate to have Michael Outlaw, community liaison from the city of Erie. Welcome. I can tell it's you. You have the official badge on. And yes, yes. <laughs> and you've Thanks got fire security uh, out front uh, fairly easily. And a uh, return guest, Ryan Slaywin, the regional director and portfolio manager. And uh, you're up at the Ben Franklin Technology Partners Central and Northern Center for Emerging Technologies, and that's at... Oh, my God, what a long title that is. Well, yeah. We're up in Knowledge Park. And yeah. Actually, uh, we moved into a wonderful new facility last fall and have had a number oh. of events up there, and I we invite everyone line. to come up. And I didn't realize you moved. That's great. Just down the street, yeah. but it's our own dedicated building. There's one other company in there, and now we're bringing... Uh, our startups can actually come and, and work with us and be within steps of everybody, and it's actually really great. And that's kind of why we're here, is to really talk about what the community of Erie has told both official elected municipal leaders as well as the business community about their desires for a more diverse inclusive and equitable community. I love the downtown because of the energy, because of the people and all the things going on there. Mm -hmm. And I love Knowledge Park because it's almost 180 degrees. It's a wooded area. There's still lots of companies and lots of activity, but it's mm -hmm. quiet and it's yeah. very serene. The folks at Barron have really done, uh, I mean, led by Ralph Ford and Amy Bridger, they've done a masterful job of creating an environment in that community, the, all the, the brand new building. Burke and all that. Uh, yeah, it's really... Yeah, it's been amazing. Yep. And Michael, before you feel like we're neglecting you here, welcome to the studios. Now, Michael Outlaw is the community liaison for... Uh, you work with the mayor every day, right? Yes, indeed. Joe Schember. And mm -hmm. uh, Michael has... Um, and Michael, your, your story is heart-rendering. It's encouraging. It makes me feel that in the world, there are good things, and good things come to good people. Yes, so indeed. I'm not going to steal your, your wind here, but you have an incredible story. Things were a little different for you in your younger years, right? Correct. Yeah. Yes, things were. Um, grew up in the inner city. It was 10 of us, five boys and five girls. Yeah, my, <laughs> I'm the third oldest. Uh, my, okay. my parents were born down south, Mississippi, Macon, Mississippi. Um, they lived through the Jim Crow era. Um, my mom and, you know, my mom, she had to pick cotton, you know, just to make sure her father met the quota, right? So trying to escape the South, move north, you know, to find, you know, better. Now, this is not that long ago because you're only 40? 43, 43. You're a young man. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so this wasn't that long ago that your parents were involved in this. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, but they, they instilled in us, you know, um, good work habit, habits, you know, um, respect, you know, um, you know, you know, old school methods. You know, if the street lights were on, that's your sign of coming to house. Yeah. Right? I grew up. <laughs> right, that's right. Yeah, right. I grew up. I grew yep. up in that era. Right with you. Yeah. You know, so but um, but in the process of that, you know, there's been some. I made some some decisions that were not conducive to my long term, just you know, sustainability as a law abiding citizen. But you know, you you live and you learn. Right, you wise up. You know, you, you well, you're supposed to wise up, right? Mm. You change your circle of friends and you know, went to college, educated myself, and uh, been involved with community work since um, dating back maybe like 10 years. Started out doing the community police relations group, you know, yes. mm -hmm. um, working with Marshall Pincinini. He's now a judge. Um, 
you know, Erie Common, Erie County Judge now. Um, working with Deputy Chief Mike Nolan, you know, just doing just doing police community oriented work. How do we restore trust within African American community alongside law enforcement? You know, law enforcement, and then from there, <clears throat> excuse me, from there, just been, you know, keep my hands to the plow, so to speak, and not looking back, and pressing forward, and um, working with the mayor to make sure there's, you know, equity and diversity inclusion for everyone. And that's well, you're an mission. East High graduate. You have a bachelor's degree in criminal justice from Edinburgh, a great yes. school, a yes. master's degree in administration of justice from Mercyhurst. So yes, you, you've really worked pretty hard in the last few years. And how did you and the mayor uh, come together? I met the mayor. Well, at the time, I didn't know who, you know, who he was. I saw mm -hmm. him at, <clears throat> so we, do, we did this community police relations group at Pfeiffer Burley Ele Elementary School. Wow. And we're talking about, again, you know, how do we repair the breach of trust within, you know, African-American community and law enforcement? And I see this gentleman in the audience, and he's hearing the stories of people sharing their encounters with law enforcement, some, some positive, some not so positive. But he was moved, right, by what he was hearing. Mm. I said to myself, so who, I said, who is this guy who gets it? And from there, I reached out to his campaign with no expectations yeah. outside of just helping him knock on doors because I believed in him and whatnot. I, you know, I read his bio. I read his, you know, his, his vision, his mission. And from there, I knocked on doors with him. My wife and I, my kids, we knocked on doors. And, um, mm -hmm. with, again, no expectations, right? He, we knocked on doors. He won. I said, well, okay, sir, have a good life. I see you when I see you. <laughs> you <laughs> and know? I'm sure he thanked you for your hard work. He, he did, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he really did. And um, he, he told me to stick close. I'm like, all right, I'm not sure what that meant, but okay. Uh, again, no, no expectation. You know, the mayor, as we can all attest, you know, he's a, he's a genuine person, right? He's like, he is the right person for Erie, Pennsylvania in this season. Um, and his mission to end racism and bigotry and prejudice in Erie, Pennsylvania, that's a monumental task. However, he believes that we can do that. And the People's Supper was that first pebble in the water mm -hmm. to cause this ripple effect that's going to really transpire, I mean, transform Erie, the county, and hopefully the nation. And we have the right man in office to do so. And again, the People's Supper is that platform. That has, you know, caused this cause that is causing this ripple effect to take place. I like your title, community liaison. That gives you a lot of flexibility to get out in the community, understand what's happening, plus what you know about the community, yes. and relay that back to the mayor. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. I think that's imperative to have, you know, to have an individual who understands um, the challenges of African Americans in the city, and who is also under, who is also aware of the policies and procedures that's in place. Um, oftentimes when there's issues that arise within the community with law enforcement, there's this perception that, you know, we address it and, you know, it's, it's, it's over and done with. But there's so many other different dynamics in play behind the scenes that the public isn't aware of that sometimes become the contention within the community because in, their, in, in some of their minds, they don't see the problem being resolved. But behind the scenes, we know that those, you know, changes really happening within Erie Police Department and in the larger community. Um, our, our platform um, is uh, respect for and from law enforcement, right? So both sides need to be held accountable and responsible for their actions. So, but uh, to tie back into my position, um, I think I have a unique perspective given my, my um, background, 
my challenges that I overcame and then my current position. And then I think that's a, that's a perfect blend to really be a voice of reason and one who is going to be fair and uh, understand that together we are better. So. How did you and Brian Slavin meet? How did this all come about? This is the topic of the uh, interview. How did okay. this uh, generate? Well, you know, <laughs> at, at Ben Franklin, we looked at our portfolio and we recognized yeah. that it was not representative of the entire community. Mm -hmm. So my role, luckily, is not only Erie, but it's the seven counties that surround Erie, right, down mm -hmm. to Venango and Clarion and Mercer and Warren. I mean, Forest, all of those communities, Crawford, are my responsibility. And mm -hmm. I, as we looked at where are these great entrepreneurs and where are they trying to do great work, mm -hmm. we all recognize that it was not extremely uh, well represented across all different cultures. Mm. So my first con connection actually with the mayor's office was with Nikon uh, Carpenter, who's Michael's role but to the new American community. Mm -hmm. So they work kind of as partners to mm -hmm. cover the new American community the, and the minority community. And I talked with Nika, and I said, here's what I'm trying to do, and how can you be helpful? And she introduced me to Michael. Mm. And actually, Nika and Michael came for a tour at Radius Cowork downtown, oh, yeah, which is where yeah. we were meeting mm -hmm. that day. Mm -hmm. And it struck me that here's two people, broadly diverse, at very high level within our community, walking through a space that had basically all white men. And I actually sat down in an office to the, with them, and we were talking. I said, what don't you see here? Mm -hmm. And they immediately were like, where's the diversity? <laughs> like, right, yeah, right. that's the challenge. Yes. And so that was very early in the mayor's um, administration, mm -hmm. and we've been working together ever since. And how do you go about marketing, speaking about how do you get out and tell what are you doing to get out and talk to people other than like being here today thank you very much <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh well you know it's it's big things and it's everyday things right just by walking the street together or going to the same meeting together or reaching out to diverse populations together mm -hmm. or separately mm -hmm. and collaboratively I, I think it's you know the small everyday walk the walk talk the talk type stuff. Mm -hmm. And then it's other bigger events like the People's Supper and what's going on right now. Kathy Rosdick is leading the... Um, the, uh, um, the City, uh, area focus plan. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, and, talk and about that, the, the People's Supper. I'm mm -hmm. not, yep. forgive me for not being familiar with it. But, yeah. uh, um, so um, mm -hmm. the People's Supper, and just real quick, sure. to, to digress to Brian's point about... Um, visiting his you know his his facility and not seeing diversity mm -hmm. i think the key word that brian is getting at is we have to be intentional about diversity and inclusion right we cannot so brian uh, brian is you know he can attest to this brian has been intentional in like with his efforts right he like he like he is not sitting back waiting for diversity to come to him he's going to he's pursuing diversity right and that's again that's that's very imperative to the success of erie um, so the, the People's Supper, it was, it was designed to help community leaders break down barriers, deepen trust and understanding of each other um, over supper, right? Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> you just yeah. sit down and you, you know, we all eat every single day, yeah. I hope, unless you are on a fast. But <laughs> for the most part, yeah. you know, we all sit down and we have a meal together. 
And uh, so the People's Supper is a platform where we can sit down, where we sat down over six months from January of this year, and we just ended. Um, the Last Supper was a couple weeks ago at the mm-hmm. uh, Bayfront Convention Center. And um, we sat down, and we, we, we delved into conversations that are sometimes uncomfortable to have, right? But we did it in a way where the conversations were organized. They were, you know, they were questions that were structured. And each, um, each so, there, so there were four affinity groups. I'm sorry, four affinity suppers, right? So the, the affinity suppers were individuals of, of the same race, right? So yeah, I, I, you know, African-Americans, New Americans, white Americans, and then we had the Latino, Hispanic community. So during those, during those four affinity suppers, each group were given a set of questions that pertain to their particular plight in Erie. Um, for example, one of the questions that was, that was given for the African-American community was, uh, so it said, for example, say, describe your first experience of racial injustice or discrimination here in Erie or somewhere else. Did it shape your worldview? If so, how? Right. Uh, a, a question for the Latino community was, describe your first experience of racial injustice. So again, each group had similar questions that were designed to bring out those uncomfortable conversations, right? And then we had like the bridging suppers. We came back together, began to express what we learned about ourselves. Because to be completely honest, I talk differently in, when, when I'm in a room that people who looks like me Right, and the same thing for all of us. All of us, right? Sure. So that's why the affinity suppers were so imperative because it forced us to delve deeper and look at our own ways of thinking and challenges amongst ourselves, and how could we collectively come together and address these issues as a community? And, and what we found was, <clears throat> and the mayor's staff was at all of the dinners, yeah. and oh, so marvelous. they served yeah. as a bridge between the affinity groups and the collective. Yes. And so that provided a consistency of conversation so that, for instance, in the, in the White Allies Supper, which I participated in, one of the questions I think that was most striking to me was, when was the first time you realized you were white? Mm. And I'll be honest, I didn't have a very, I mean, I really had to think that through. Mm-hmm. And the mayor staff and that's used only because of where you were brought up, your environment, exactly. your education. It had nothing to do with you being a good or a bad person. Nope, absolutely right. Same with you. You, you. you had a most stressful up, not upbringing, but a, a life a life that caused you to go almost 180 degrees to what you're doing. That is all the good you're doing in the community today. So yes, this is all, yes. already not a black or white or nope. a Latino mm-hmm. issue. Mm-hmm. It's he has one perspective, you have another. There you go. Neither is wrong. There you go. And you're trying to meld those together. Yep. I hope. I hope. Well, I'm not meld maybe not exactly the goal. I think an understanding. Okay. And I think mm-hmm. and acceptance is also not the right term, at least not the one that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an active engagement of people who aren't your group. Right. So it's easy to just go to the party and hang out with all the people who look like me because, you know, I'm comfortable with that. But what about um, I I actually was at a a little get together uh, down in Meadville one day and one of the young men from Allegheny College said it's not sufficient enough to be white and woke. Mm. What you need to be is white, woke and activated. 
and not to come over to the black community or the Latino community to save them. It's actually work in your own community, right? So I have a responsibility as a Caucasian, as a white male in this society to actually be involved with the white community and saying there is a better path than the one that you don't even realize you're on Mm -hmm. or have purposely chosen. Mm -hmm. So I I think there's a lot of power in um, Michael's word a bit ago, intentional, actually doing something, identifying a goal and doing something, Mm -hmm. and the People's Supper provided that platform for the entire city to do that. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. do you have goals and outcomes you'd like to see? Are you benchmarking your activities? Uh, I know it's brand new. Six right. months is not a long time, although it sounds like you've accomplished quite a bit. What What are your goals and plans? Uh, how, so, you're, how are you measuring your outcomes? So we haven't got to that point of measuring outcomes yet, but okay. what, we, what we have done was the over the course of the six months, there were 11, 11 emerging um, project ideas. They were using multiple platforms to open minds and convey a strong message regarding equity, inclusion, and diversity, um, create an eerie promise program, <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, recognize local businesses with an equity, inclusion, diversity award, Okay. create cultural diversity awareness, um, birth to boardroom trainings for HR professionals, implement mm-hmm. a young people's supper, um, develop an eerie multicultural community fund, um, community benefits agreements, promote workforce development programs to, to new Americans and minorities, develop a school curriculum in schools to include diversity in culture education, and using storytelling to create educational culture videos. What a wonderful idea. Right, and then yeah. facilitate an annual Better Together event. Right. So they're like loving uh, emerging themes. Forgive me, my, my mind is not as quick and as <laughs> wise as yours to list those quickly. Where okay. could I go look? that up? Is there a place I can find that? Or can I communicate with you for that list? Yes, um, you can definitely communicate with me for this list. We are in the process of building a platform okay. directly into the, the city of, of your website. So that's where it will be? Yes. Okay, yes, well yes, that answers yes, the question. Yes. So when you're ready it will be there. Yes, indeed. And all those bullet points, those critical points will be posted. So, and, and Michael, share sure. these 11 yeah. projects. These aren't who can do this or how? how yeah, what, what good, happens yeah. here? Right, so so these, so there were like three common themes, right? You know, you know that these projects fell under. One was um, communication education. and outreach, education and workforce development, right? So those were so those were again the three mm-hmm. common themes with these eleven projects fell under. So anyone, well, not anyone. So once we once we kind of like, you know, filter down this list, and then put these projects in the matrix. Mm-hmm. Then we can then we can then we can begin to identify who can do what in the community. Mm-hmm. For example, um, implementing a young people's supper. I agree. I, we honestly believe that you know the city wants to you know we want to lead that. However, we believe that it is imperative that the county schools, in the Erie School District, come together and have those kids begin to engage in a similar conversation that yeah. we had as adults. Because we know that, you know, the children, you know, they're the future, the future leaders and judges and politicians and and you name them, business owners. So if they don't begin to address their own differences, how do we expect the future to look differently? Right. So for them to um, for the county school, every school district to host, you know, a young people's supper. 
I think I think that's going to yield great great dividends. It's um, not difficult, not that expensive, and it gets a lot of voices together. Yeah, and I think yeah, all yeah. four universities and oh, there. Okay, I was just going to ask you yeah. at the People's Summit that Michael referred to that happened yeah. in June, late June. Yeah, mm-hmm. there were plus or minus three hundred people at this dinner where a broader group Whoa. of the community could experience yeah. what a People's Supper was about. Yeah. Um, yeah. When the people, the young people's People's Supper came up as an idea, as a project, I don't know, half a dozen, ten different entities said, yeah. we'll do Absolutely. that. Yes. Yep. And yes. so yes. garnering support is not going to be difficult, no. And mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, well, I was going to ask about how are the colleges and universities who are very good in this community, how are they um, reacting to your program? I think you're already mentioned they're participating, but mm-hmm. what? I mean, the colleges, universities, actually, they they were some representative from all four local universities were a part of the People's Supper. Mm-hmm. So someone from their diversity inclusion office was a part of the People's Supper, right? Someone from their multicultural office. So we had them in the room, right? Throughout you know throughout the entire process, so they can be apprised of, you know, the conversations, what you know, some 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 action steps they can take. You know, within their own universities. So, uh, in the near future, I just tell people, you know, just please um, pay attention to their emails and watch the news and listen to the radio station because there's going to be some 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 action steps that's coming out of this initiative. Yeah. But right now, we're not there. And again, it, it goes back to what I said earlier. Oftentimes, people, you know, see things and hear ideas and expect it to happen overnight. That's not reality. Oh, yeah. You know, we're playing a long-term game. Right. We want sustainability. Mm-hmm. So it's going to take us to really delve deeper into these project ideas and then make sure the right people can work on these projects. There, there will be a better together team, right? Okay. So these individuals will oversee the projects. Then there's going to be some committees that's going to actually work towards the projects who reports back to the better, better together team to make sure that these projects are on par and we're moving towards those, those outcomes that we're going to identify. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Allah, so, how how is this managed? Is this a project of the city? Is this a partnership between the city and Ben Franklin? Just so I get a better picture of how this is structured. Well, the onus is going to fall on the city. Okay. Right, and the partnerships we're going to develop throughout the community. Okay. Right, to make sure that mm-hmm. all these, you know, not all these projects, but to make sure that the ones that kind of like landed on the top of the spectrum. Mm-hmm gets put you know put forth so we haven't we haven't decided you know who's going to take certain leads on certain projects yet yeah it's still new it's still new but yeah. it's going to happen um we're actually going to meet sometime this week to begin to strategize on some next steps in this process okay the first step was to we received over 100 and close to 160 of these questionnaires back during the people's summit so we have to then take all these 156 responses. Wow. And then rank them. Yes. And then put them in certain categories. And once again, the responses came for businesses, people. Yep. The entire community. The entire entire community. And so who was in the room, I think it's important. So the initial breakdown of this project, we we identified seven areas. The first area was arts and entertainment, right, which is imperative to anything that we do. Art Mm -hmm. expresses areas. I mean, art expresses history. Yeah. You know, yeah. of all cultures, yeah. right? Yeah. So that was so it was important to have arts and entertainment in the room. We had business owners in the room, businesses, um, people from the education department was in the room, 
practical education, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, social services, which is the family structure. They're in the room. Um, government, you know, EPD, the mayor's office. Um, we have we have representatives from Governor Wolf's office in the room. Um, Representative uh, Bob Mercy's office. Um, so we had we had people in the room from from the government sector who understands the importance of better being better together. The media was in the room. We actually had yep. people at the table who actually participated in the supper. You know who covers the news? Um, That's good. That's Pat good. Howard, uh, yeah. Lisa Thompson, Kevin Flowers. They're in the room. Um, and then we had people from the faith community. So those were the seven areas okay. of people who were, who were in the room. And again, it's important to have them in the room because those seven areas impact our lives on a daily basis. And that's everything. That's everything, everything. right? And that, is, and that is the community that we live in. And what's the beauty of it is we had ethnic representation across all those seven areas, right? And that's the beauty of, like, that's what made the people suffer so powerful and so profound is we took everyday establishment and we identified, we intentionally identified diversity and brought them to the table. This is wonderful. Time always sneaks it goes, by. It goes quick, but just very qu- yeah, very sure. quickly. So there's two, two aspects to this, right? There's the cultural shift component, which mm. is absolutely critical. That has to be the platform before you can do anything else. The mm. people of the community have to first believe. There's a huge financial element to this as well. There's lots of statistics, and maybe another time we can talk about them. We'll certainly talk about at the Rotary when we make our presentation. Yes. More diverse communities, companies, families are more successful financially and generally in the community. I mean, time immemorial, we can point to all kinds of statistics. Mm -hmm. So as Erie rises once again, having everyone boat float or that yep. keep float the boat yeah. right is is imperative <laughs> sure. and that's really what this is all about uh, mm-hmm. i can i can see people raising their hands and saying how can i get involved so how do they find you're easy to find yes uh, you're at the city yes you have an office there i'm sure they can call you right michael they can 870-1236 or they can email me at m outlaw at erie dot pa dot us and they can always call city hall and yes. find you one way or the other yes, either yes. up front or out and about because mm-hmm. i know you don't sit still at all <laughs> and uh, i think also yes ways for people to, to get involved is to um have their own people supper at their house yeah, yeah. what right? a great idea i mean so for example like this this <laughs> this past fourth fourth of july brian invited us my family and other communities to his home and it, you saw a true representation of community, right? So have, like, it. host your own people's supper. I love it. Yeah. You know, begin to have your own conversation. Have your church host a people's supper. Yes. Right? I mean, have, like, there's, like, people can do this, right? We yeah. have the blueprint. Um, Reverend Jen Bailey, um, uh, Faith Matters, mm-hmm. and the People's Supper, um, Kay Scary. Um, those are the individuals who put this whole program on. And there's someone else I, I have to mention. Sure. Um, Lennon Flowers. Yeah. Um, ah. she, uh, Lennon Flowers broke sound barriers to be with us on June 25th. Um, <laughs> but these are the individuals who put this whole platform together. Again, Reverend Jen Bailey, Kay Scary, and Lennon Flowers. Um, Please Google them. And if you want to host a people's supper, they would be more than willing to assist you in that capacity. We're going to have you back because I can see that this is step one, or maybe it's a little beyond step one. 
I can see that you both have put an incredible amount of work into it. The community is reacting well to what you've yes. done. Mm -hmm. Yes. And uh, Brian, do they call you or they should they? Uh, well, at Ben Frank Brian on is Twitter okay? is the, always the best way to, okay. to reach me. But um, I'm sure they can Michael's find phone Michael number, or easy Michael's enough. email. Yeah. Hall, yeah. In case they don't want to call you, they can do that address yeah. for you and at offer their call. Ben Frank Bryan. At Ben Frank Bryan. Thank you both. This Thank was you, Tom. most educational. Uh, it's an insight. It's certainly proactive. And yes, I want to congratulate you and all your constituents for starting this up. And th and that's the right word. Mm. It is a startup. Yes. Like we are literally at, the, ver at, at yeah. the very beginning <laughs> of a a generational conversation about how we move our community From forward. what I've seen, I think you're already successful, and thank you for visiting WQLN. We really appreciate that. Thanks for having us. Thank you. I'm Michelle Martin. These days it seems like just about everybody is choosing sides and doubling down on talking points. Here at NPR, we try to cut through the noise with meaningful and respectful discussions with people from all perspectives, backgrounds, and walks of life. Join the conversation every weekend on All Things Considered from NPR News. Saturday and Sunday afternoons at 5 on WQLN Radio. Hi, this is Jeff Hanley, host of Jazz Happening Now. Each week we listen to some of the latest jazz recordings, and I think you'll be thrilled by what today's jazz musicians are doing and saying. The recording industry has changed, but the music is as alive and as vibrant as ever. The future of jazz is happening right now, if you just listen. And please do. Sunday night at 6 on WQLN Radio. Welcome to We Question and Learn. Today we're honored to have Nicole Reitzel. And uh, you're the Erie Downtown Development Corporation title. What's your official title now? So my official title, I am the Vice President of Community Engagement and Social Impact. Well, what an honor to have you here. Oh, thank you. Um, so how did you get involved with the Erie Downtown Development Corporation? How did that come about? Yeah, well, it, it has been a, an immense honor to um, be in the role that I am. So I have, um, haven't have had the most linear career path, as you can tell from my uh, LinkedIn oh, no, that's profile good. there. Hey, just um, to let the college kids know, you don't have a linear uh, career right, anymore, right? Right, that's true. And right. my So I started my career as a paramedic, actually, at Emergicare. Wow. Uh -huh. um, I was a paramedic for 10 years there and really enjoyed that. Wow. Um, but that was a great experience. I got to, to really... Uh, come to know every every corner of the city in that role. Oh, uh, got to and, help and a lot a of people and that make it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it was it was a it was a really good experience. So, mm. um, in my time at Emergicare, I started to write grants and do a little bit of fundraising on the side. Uh oh. And um, that turned into a um, a part time job there, which turned into a full time job there. And um, I've really been in. Um, development and fundraising ever since. Um, I was at the Philharmonic and the... Yes, I remember. You Hammett. did a great job oh, at the Philharmonic. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah. And uh, was at Hammett Health Foundation, loved my work there, um, was... Um, you spent good, almost three years there. I did. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we were... Um, 
really worked a lot on the school-based health center at Wayne School oh, during that time, marvelous. which was probably which is probably tops the list of things I'm most proud of in my career. That was really an, uh, an awesome project. So I um, enjoyed working at Hammett Health Foundation and was at the zoo just prior to coming to uh, the EDDC. How did this start? Let's, let's give people sure. a little primer as to uh, how this all came about. So um, as many in the community remember, there was a comprehensive plan that was put together in 2016. Uh, when that was completed, uh, the chairman of our board, Tim Nicastro, yeah. he and some other community leaders, business leaders got together and were really starting to think through who was going to take ownership of implementing this plan. And he asked a specific question to the author of that plan, Charles Buki. He said, you know, this is a great plan, but where do we start? And the what he was told was um, that we really needed to start in the core of the city and that Cincinnati's 3CDC organization would be a good model to consider replicating in Yes, Erie. has anybody, have you been to Cincinnati? I'm sure I you have, have yes. having seen this. Yeah, I have been to Cincinnati. And so at that time, you yeah. know, that group of community leaders, they went to Cincinnati, they learned best practices from, from both the 3CDC and other uh, communities that have revitalized their downtowns. And that is how the EDDC was formed in 2017. Well, and I've traveled, I don't fly anymore, so I drive. Mm. And I've driven from here to Benton, Bentonville, Arkansas. And I will probably tell you that Bentonville, Arkansas and Fayetteville are two model little towns yeah. that you should see. It's Bentonville, is that uh, the Corporate Walmart? Corporate the Walmart. Okay, yes, uh, okay. The, the fortune of that is that Sam Walton's original Ben Franklin store was there, which mm. became Walmart. Interesting. And uh, there's some money there that they're oh, able sure. to implement a town square that looks better than most people's gardens, quite oh, frankly. Sure. But even Fayetteville, the University of Fayetteville, which has almost 25,000 students, these little towns have capitalized on their, their yeah. assets, and they're just beautiful. Absolutely. You know, the old yeah. stone-paved streets. It doesn't hurt that's a few dollars that come into town and help develop that are almost altruistic in nature, right. not necessarily development. But Erie has so much potential because we have something they don't have. We have this lake view. Yes, we do. We Erie has tremendous, um, tremendous assets. There's so many things that make the Erie community a great place to live and raise a family. Mm -hmm. And along with that, you know, we've all also had our challenges. So, um, but I believe that we are really in a point in our city's history where we can really work together as a community and um, capitalize on those strengths and really change the traje trajectory of our region and our community. So uh, who did this development plan again? You mentioned there was a study done. Yeah, there's there's actually been several, several. several studies done that mm -hmm. have really informed our work and our putting our initial plans together. Yes. Before any of us were hired, the board members, the founding organizations, contracted with a company out of Brooklyn, New York called HRNA. HRNA, okay. Yes, and right. they did a study um, that really spoke to the demand for market rate residential housing in downtown, which was great information. In, in realistic terms, places yeah. that people can afford to live. Absolutely. How about that? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Nice place. Right, and yeah. we found that we um, really do have an abundance of subsidized or low-income housing in the downtown core of the city. So in order to sort of balance out the market, there really is a demand for more of that market rate residential units as well. Is this new construction or renovating older buildings? What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's a little of both, actually. A little bit of both. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be a little bit of both. 
Yeah, so that gives everyone an opportunity to move to, live in, and enjoy downtown. Absolutely. Well, you and I were talking as you walked in the door about young young people not driving anymore. <laughs> <laughs> There's whole neighborhoods in Pittsburgh there. They're populated with employees and companies that have students and 30 to 40-year-olds. They don't have cars. Yeah, they that's don't true. Care. Right, and, and yeah. Erie, you know, I don't know how... Uh, quick our community will be to adopt that lifestyle. I'm not sure. It's I guess it remains to be seen. Sure. Um, but with um, the area that we're working in, which is third to Perry Square, Holland to Sassafras, oh, there's okay. only about 800 people who live in that area, but more than 8,000 who come there to work every day. So with all of those, you know, anchor employees downtown, yes. It, we really can create opportunities for people to live within walking distance. Is there space? Distance. Or would you have to start bulldozing things down like they did in Columbus? and there, uh, Charlotte took 50, 60 acres to the ground. That's how, a good question. How do we mean, well, maybe, maybe there's some good things to be developed there. There really are, mm-hmm. and there is space. So unlike um, a lot of these cities that are really booming and have it end up with a housing crisis where there's a shortage of housing, Erie has an abundance of property and housing. And what we're finding in downtown is um, most of the buildings are underutilized, vacant in a lot of cases. The properties that the EDDC purchased along North Park Row, 80% of those buildings... I I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that's okay. Please tell... I didn't know that. Yes. You bought buildings. So we we purchased about 100,000 square feet of property along North Park Row. And 80% of those buildings is completely vacant. Now, Um, when you say vacant, are those second story? Yes. Yep, the upper floors. I remember years ago, I worked in the insurance industry. One of the issues was that um, you couldn't put anybody on the second floor. You had bad fire escape, bad egress, life safety issues. Yeah. Is that something that would be addressed, I guess? Absolutely. And those buildings are a good example of ones that really need to be uh, taken down to the studs. So those buildings... Can you say have, that again, please? They need to be demolished down to the oh, okay. studs of the okay. buildings. You're, you're so. saying, yeah, just leave the, the beautiful stone structure. Exactly. Yeah. Um, they probably have wonderful basement space for storage or other. Well, this is where right. the new food... Um, yes. Uh, I want to call it a grocery store, but it's more of a co-op. Yeah, so... Um, that it, has huge space. In, in those spaces, yeah. we're, we're planning to create... Um, a food hall in the former Sherlock's and Park Place space. Oh, wonderful. So for any who aren't familiar, um, you can think of it as kind of a um, higher-end food court, but with yeah. all local vendors. Mm-hmm. So, you know, not your typical food court vendors, but they could be local restaurants who want another location. It could be a startup business that isn't ready to go into a restaurant space of their own, but they can uh, manage a small um, space within the food hall. And with communal seating so that, you know, if you want to go to lunch and someone you're going to lunch with wants to have pizza and someone else and wants to have downtown. sushi. And you're all downtown. There's 8,000-some people, you said? Absolutely. More. Yes. I, it's, I, more. it's ideal. Yeah. It's ideal. So, so you can meet someone from Hammett and you're working at PNC, get together and have a little uh, lunch and, and not have to worry about moving an automobile. Absolutely. Well, that's yeah. wonderful. So is there a master plan, a drawing of some sort? Um, they are being put together they now. Are? So we're right now in the... Um, schematic design phase of the North Park Row projects in particular, still trying to determine what ex- we certainly have plans for the building 
Um, but all of the buildings downtown, as you had mentioned, especially mm -hmm. the older ones, they need to be completely Upgraded. renovated. Um, so elevators, the, staircases. So you've got the, the buildings, you put the elevators in, you put the fire escapes and other fire safety issues in, and then there's a for rent sign, or do you sell the buildings? So or both? The model that we're following is one that was used in Cincinnati, yes. where we will we'll own the buildings, we'll do the renovations, and in Cincinnati, they felt it was really important to maintain control or ownership of at least the ground floor um, to have some control over what kinds of businesses go in there to ensure that the amenities that are needed downtown um, can yeah. be there. And, and, when, then, and, and you're not being discriminatory. What you're saying is you, you don't want someone going in there and just putting some comic book shop or junk book shop. You want something that's a bookstore. Yeah. Well, we're big <laughs> fans of bookstores, oh, so, thank you for so that might that be a too. bad example. Uh, of, um, no, well, no, I'm just saying there's things that develop in inner city and outer city, even in some downtown areas where there's some money it's just sure. not attractive right and even things like one of the things we've said is we're really trying to create this authentic eerie downtown experience so as an example i mean if we did not have control of those spaces it could be yeah. every franchise that you can think of along state, yeah. state street and that could be any city usa that's not what we're trying to create yeah we need to create uh, opportunities for businesses local businesses local employees um, and so that's what those ground floors will and be. And there are for. people downtown available to shop and participate in these Absolutely. storefronts or whatever services. Absolutely, service and that businesses. market is is only growing as as oh, residential the beauty units are exploding. Yeah, right? absolutely. Folks like to be pampered. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Who doesn't? <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> so that's the major plan. So it's more of a. I don't want to call it retail. Would you call it retail? Or would it be yeah. community-type retail? Right. Yeah. It, it, re Attractors. Absolutely. Retail yeah. and, um, you know, those daily amenity-type businesses. The North Park Row block, we hope to create a culinary arts district. So yeah. have the best of Erie food and beverage all co-located in that Well, you don't area. come uh, – you come armed with this. You have some funding? We do. Do you have funding? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So the mm -hmm. founders of our organization – um, they put together two separate organizations, and the EDDC is the nonprofit arm of the okay. organization, yeah. which something we learned from Cincinnati, that's important so that we can take, care, take advantage of philanthropic dollars, state and federal grant opportunities that are available. Um, and then they also created the Erie Downtown Equity Fund, and that is where that's a separate um, private for-profit organization with its own separate board of managers. And that that is where the money that was raised earmarked for property acquisition and develop, development, the $27.5 million. So those are entrepreneurs, right? Am I well, investors? Those investors, right. They've invested in the fund. Oh, okay. And uh -huh. even that is not... Um, not like a bank account of $27 million that's sitting somewhere. Right. They're commitments to the fund. Um, yeah, so they're if, pledging this. Right. And as they see results, they're going to participate more, invest more. Sure. And as we um, find projects that we want to work on, we then petition the funds or the petition the equity fund yes. for the funding that's needed for that project. This is marvelous. Is there a director of ambiance? How does this all going to look? You know, I was teasing someone about four years ago. I said, what you need is the director of ambiance. Because uh, like in that. some of the neighborhoods in uh, up Elmwood Avenue in Buffalo, they created a blue light district. And what that meant is 
if you wanted to, you put a neon light about 20 foot up on your building, and as this neon light stretched all the way down the street, it created a, a retail neighborhood. Mm. And I don't know if the blue lights are still on, the neon strips are still on, but now from downtown Buffalo all, all the way up to maybe the Albright Knox Art Gallery, that's a good four or five mile stretch. There's nothing oh, but wow. shops and ambiance and places like So this mm. can be done. It's Absolutely. very popular. People like to walk. Absolutely. And yeah. we have great partners. So we know that this work yeah. of transforming downtown is certainly not something we can do alone. Sure. Um, Erie Arts and Culture and yeah. the, the Erie Downtown Partnership have sure. been excellent partners when it comes to that placemaking and creating, as you said, the ambience yeah. of, yeah. of downtown. Well, you, you, you brought up a good point. It seems like sometimes over the years everybody ran off in different directions and mm. it seems in the last five or ten years that a lot of the nonprofits, for example get together and meet in the city management and the chamber yeah. they all i think they meet once a month even absolutely i don't I mean, think people realize that there's a huge coordinator um, excuse me a huge coordination of efforts yeah i don't think i mean i certainly have never seen the level of collaboration in um, the city that I see right now. right now. So it is really exciting, and it gives us the opportunity to make more progress than ever before. Um, has there been a, maybe there hasn't, but has there been a demographic study as to who would go down there and who would participate? or? So there has. That was a part of the initial HRNA study. They had a lot of information about uh, those types of things. We've also had several focus groups and um, as some might remember, the Urban Land Institute was here last summer. They provided some recommendations as well. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, maybe most importantly, we've put together a community engagement council. And that group is really um, a wonderful, diverse group of people who are all coming together to help us shape what that authentic downtown Erie experience looks like. And because we want to make sure that we have every voice at the table represented from every part of the community, residents of downtown, um, what do they need, what are they looking for, and how do we create a downtown that really reflects the great strengths of the community, including our rich cultural diversity. Exactly. I'm sure the mayor is excited about this. Absolutely. I think so. We, <laughs> sure yeah, yeah. We, we meet with the mayor every month and his Once a team, month with the mayor. We do. Very yeah. Good. So we have a yeah. meeting with them actually coming up this Friday. Okay. Um, and they've been great partners as well. That's good. So um, I, I printed out a, an article. This is radio, of course, and it's just impressive to, to see what this may look like. Mm. Um, uh, it's an exciting time for this city of Erie. What, what types, how do you solicit, do you solicit businesses to be there? Are you, yeah. or you're just saying, here's the structure, would you be interested, mm -hmm. or are you actually so I calling think, people yeah. and saying it would be a shame if you didn't have a store uh, right on North Park Row here and your business, I can think of one immediately that would okay. be very excited because they're, they're very cultural, they're very health-oriented, yeah. they're... Well, yeah. we I guess all, all of the above, I would say. And that yeah. is one of the things that's been a pleasant surprise since being in this role is um, since starting in this position, we meet with businesses at least weekly, sometimes daily, really? who are interested in coming downtown. That's impressive. So you're out all the time. Yeah. And I think um, our board made the decision very early on to be very public and transparent about 
the work that we're doing and the momentum that's building downtown. So I really think that has helped build some market confidence that wasn't there before and um, has made businesses excited to be a part of it. With that said, for sure, there are folks that want to come downtown and open a restaurant. Yes, absolutely. An entertainment venue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I'm wondering how you moderate all this eventually. Um, yeah. It's so your, that's your group. That will be your responsibility. It is. And it's also, like I said, it's, it's great partners like the Chamber um, oh, and others sure. coming yeah. together to really shape what that looks like. Yeah. Um, but I would say, too, the input that we're getting from the community is so valuable because it helps us to determine um, there's some definitely some top things that people want to see downtown. They want more healthy foods. They want access to fresh foods. Um, we're still living in a food desert in downtown, so we yeah. know that needs to be addressed. Well, you have one but store that's do. opened. Yeah, so the Oasis Market, the which Oasis is really Market. exciting. Yeah, I um, haven't been down there in a a few months I haven't gotten downtown I've yeah. been out. So that's just up the block. And that I was think their objective to be obviously the term oasis. We absolutely. Have that opportunity. That's a beautiful yeah. space by the way. It is a beautiful space and there used we used to be a space available next door too that was interesting. Oh I don't know. And that. then uh, underneath all that there's ten thousand square feet available. Hmm. There's so many places that people are not aware of. Physical That's true. Places. Yeah, and we hope be, to um, yeah. really work with Oasis Market. We've talked to them about areas where we can complement things that they um, maybe don't provide that we could or how we can work together and yeah. really yeah, have a good solution for downtown. Yeah, um, places to park. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. To, so it's a little frustrating at times, but it's very convenient at others. Right. Especially so in a climate fill, like Erie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, well, that's the issue. I mean, you have no trouble going to the fill. It's the middle of winter. Who cares? You park in the ramp and you cross the street. It's not too bad. But um, some cities up north have had a little bit of a stress creating these walk around districts and then mm -hmm. not thinking about, ooh, it's. January 23rd and two degrees outside. Yeah. Hey, well, Erie's been living with that forever. But I, I would think the, the city would help in, in uh, you know, keeping things a little more clear. And uh, I know yeah. they're getting the digital parking meters, mm. which I was thrilled. Yeah, the app has been a great, been a great that, help. Yeah. So. I mean, I've seen so many cities that have that, especially yeah. college towns. You know, and it's funny yeah. because in, in meetings with the community, I usually get – a couple of comments pretty regularly. One is about parking. Where where will everyone park? The park other there? one is um, a school of thought around discourage people from needing to park right in front of where they're going and to get out and walk and support the ground floor businesses. So that's the whole idea. I, yeah, I don't why think. Why would you? Why would you not enjoy? But if you had three or four places to enjoy on yeah. your way or on the way back from your meeting. Sure. it would. You wouldn't think about parking because, you know, oh, I'll stop here. Yeah. And that's the way Erie was 50 years ago, mm. all the little shops that were there. Yeah, the so I don't think store. it's an either or. I think it's both. I think Added we both plan for parking and also yeah. make it a more walkable downtown. Yeah, and if we have some cold weather, we're just going to have to learn how to dress because sometimes yeah. that's fun too. Right, But exactly. the thing is, is what you're saying, if there's a tractors down there, this is just going to explode. Mm. I, I noticed in an article that was uh, in Go Erie, uh, some of the, the opportunities, uh, some of the stores and restaurants, particularly the restaurants that would open up. Mm. And 
I'm sure it would become even more enjoyable. Can you mention some of these? Absolutely. Oh, can you? So, well, we are actually in conversations with many, like I said, downtown businesses, restaurants who are interested in, in being a part of downtown. And it's too soon to really say, you know, construction will be complete at this time. Sure. And so we don't have, you know, firm commitments from any of those. Um, but like I said, we really do want to create a diverse offering where people can um, find something that they're looking for and that when they're thinking of where to go out to eat on the weekend, it's not a matter of where they'll go. They'll come down to the Culinary Arts District, but they'll have lots of options. And have fun. Yep, yeah, lots of choices. Before you go to the Phil or whatever or you want to do. Yeah, or after. Or exactly. whatever uh, big events that are downtown. Uh, the for, I, I, let me call this the for-profit side of this venture. So that money is contingent as to how successful you are getting businesses downtown? No, not exactly. No? That oh, that okay. funding is committed for the acquisition and development of properties. It's just, and that's, just that's to create it. the environment. Correct. In other words, strip the building down, make a space available. Absolutely. Coffee shop goes in, they may want to put their own workings. and uh, It seems like that's starting already. Don't you feel that way? Ab- I absolutely do. Um, any For anyone who goes downtown or goes to Ember and Forge, yeah. you can't go there without running into at least 10 people you know. Um, and, the, and, and, and what I liked about it was the building and the ambiance. It struck me as exactly beautiful. what happens in other cities where you preserve a beautiful building. Yeah. You go in, you have a lot of fun. It's a great example People of a are good really happy story. to be there. Mm-hmm. And you have arts and culture places right around the corner. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, this could be uh, – uh, what about uh, – let's go back to the word ambiance. What about trees and plantings mm. and stuff? There, there's some effort now, but um, yeah. is that part of your plan? To, so the city – Is that the city's uh, portion of this? Yes. The city's okay. – the public spaces are under the city's control, but they mm-hmm. did put together a um, a master plan for they did. streetscaping. That's wonderful. Um, yeah. That is about a $54 million plan, I believe. Um, they did have some funding allocated from an RCAP uh, grant a few years ago. Yes. But there's still, you know, still work to be done on raising funds to actually implement that plan. But if they see what what is developing, like the folks that you bring downtown, that gives them a feel for what would look good. What would, yeah. yeah, because when you go to these small Midwest towns, the first thing you see is hanging baskets mm-hmm. and... Um, you see trees and plantings, and you see some people come and do some gardening. You have uh, uh, the conserva- the one con- Pennsylvania Conservancy type uh, uh-huh. organization that's willing to contribute. So yeah, you're working this all as you go along, but uh, that's okay. Yeah, it takes, okay. like I said, it, it really takes great partners. And our role when it comes to the public spaces is around, are there things we can do to beautify? Can we add public art? Um, we worked with... Ooh, ooh please. Yeah. I didn't mean to, no, to interrupt. Okay. I keep interrupting you because you keep throwing all these wonderful ideas. Talk about the public art. What's the concept yeah. there? So we are working with Erie Arts and Culture oh, on okay. the best and and best places for public art. So they could be murals, they could be sculptures, they could be um, art on the sidewalk. We're working yeah. on a project for that. So yeah. lots of creative ideas, and you know, we're in, definitely interested in being a part of that. We um, are doing a project right now with around poetry in the park. So oh, how wonderful. Because this yeah. won't air until August. Yeah, we, yeah, I can yeah. talk so about that because be you're yeah. right, the timing will be good. So. Um, but we put a, a poem on the outside of our building on the Sherlock side, on the State Street side. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and that just, 
again, it's ambient. It right. Is, this is an exciting uh, project. Um, you have quite a few people involved yeah. in it. Uh, the city's bought into it. Um, investors have bought into this. Um, no hard, firm timeline, but I think the word soon would be nice. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so we are working. Speed definitely matters in this work um, because we know that Erie is at kind of a tipping point in our history yeah. where we could succeed in a really big way, and so we want to make sure that we're helping do everything we can to make sure Erie tips in the right direction. Um, so we're working as quickly as we can, and yeah. we're also um, – in terms of what the community can expect, you know, there are some who believe it should be more of an HGTV process where 60 minutes later we can come back and oh. have everything finished and beautiful. Um, but um, we know it's going to take, uh, take a little longer several years, yeah. two or three years. But Erie will look very, very different five years from now than it does today. And, so. and it's going to be an exciting time and an attractor for young people to stay. Absolutely. And I mean young, anybody under 50. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah. And uh, uh, thank you for your good work and uh, for your outline. And if someone had a question or yeah. wanted to get in touch with you, or better yet, they they have an idea and they'd like to participate in, sure. your, in your wonderful plan here, how would they find you? Well, we they could certainly visit our website. Um, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. Oh, um, okay. So <laughs> they they you. could contact us that way. Um, but we're always looking for looking for ideas. We've been hosting a coffee and conversations with the community where people can just stop down. And you and just announce those when they're yes, right? oh, yeah. Looking, when, when is there one in August? So the next one will probably be in uh, the first part of September. So Excellent. once we get those scheduled, we'll be sure to let you know. We'll be watching. But for that's that. just a very informal opportunity for people to stop down and ask questions. Well, that's how or, things start, and yeah. it's amazing how once people hear about something like this, how excited they get. And as wonderful and as appreciative we are of our wonderful suburban neighbors, there's nothing wrong with having a a branch or a main store downtown. Absolutely. <laughs> and have a branch in the suburbs, or if you want to keep your suburban uh, digs. Open a branch. Downtown. Downtown. Even if you open a little store, um, quite frankly, sometimes these little places are better than buying billboards. No offense to the billboard company. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes a place to go is as good as advertising as um, yeah. buying millions of dollars of media. That's People true. like to have experiences. Exactly. Thank you so much for being Thank here. You. This Thank is you for great. having me. You're, you're doing a great job, and uh, we'll call you again, and hopefully you'll come visit us again and give us an update if that's All okay. Right. Absolutely. I'd be happy to. Thanks, Tom. Nicole Reitzel. And you can get a hold of her at the Erie Downtown Development Corporation, who's all over the web. <laughs> They'll that's find right. you. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you.